Welcome to the Garden Angelus, where we talk about flowers, veggies, and all the best dirt. I'm Carol Michael from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Dee Nash from Guthrie, Oklahoma. Hey, Carol, how's it going today? Hey, Dee, it's great. Today it's in the 50s. Oh. Ask me what it was on Wednesday. <laughs> what was it on Wednesday? Minus nine. Yeah, you guys had a big warm-up. We did, too, over the weekend. We went from 19 to 72. But then today was supposed to be 66, which is a little high for right now. Very high. And I went outside, and I listened to the forecast, watched it on TV, went outside, and a cold front hit, and I was freezing my little tail feathers off. So I came back inside and put on a sweater again. So it's about 44. So we have some unfinished business from last week before we get started on our big new topic for today, which I'm very excited about. I am too. Tell us about the unfinished business, Dee. Okay, so the unfinished business is a little bit more about seeds. I hope people are not totally inundated with seed talk, but um, we've gotten more catalogs in. And also, I wanted to give a shout out to John Sheeper's Kitchen Garden Seeds because they sent me, I'm going to rattle them. They sent me some garden seeds in the mail that I did not request, but I'm really excited they came. There's some lettuce seeds in here. There's one called Speckles Loose Leaf, and I love those. I love that um, one. A new Lisboa, Lisboa Slicing Cucumber. Have you grown that? No, but I want to. Send me some. Oh, and guess what? They sent me the Queen Lime Xenia Mixture, which I had already ordered some, but you know what? There's always room for more. Exactly. And when you rattle those seeds in my ears, it gets me all torqued up because I haven't bought all my seeds yet. Why haven't you bought any seeds? I've got a whole table full of seeds here. I'm uh, well. I was gonna. There was a couple of good deals online, and the good deals went away. And now I'm waiting for another good deal. I might just go. How to about the store. you just buy them? Just buy the seeds. I will. I'll get them. <laughs> okay. I also got some dragon's tongue bush seeds from. John Sheepers, and I got to give a shout out about that because Dragon Tongue is one of my all-time favorite bush seeds and also a lovely nasturtium. And several people have been asking me online, and by several I mean like five or six, they've been asking me, when do you plant seeds outside in Oklahoma? Okay, for cold weather crops like nasturtiums, calendula, loose leaf lettuce, um, radishes, turnips, onions... Those can all be planted, if you're doing onion sets, all of those can be planted at the end of February, which is when I'll do mine. Because even though we'll get some more cold weather, it won't be that cold and they can handle it. Now, anything that is afraid of the last freeze, don't plant that right now. Just, you know, just wait. You can start your tomatoes indoors if you want to, but I'm going to wait until the first week of March. What about you? What about Indiana? Well, in Indiana, my target date for the stuff that can stand the cold, like peas and lettuce and spinach, is St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th. I like to get everything in the ground. Do you also plant your potatoes by then, or do you wait? I wait on the potatoes until early April, and then I I like to start my tomato seeds, and this is going to sound late to some people, but towards the end of March... 1st of April, because I'm not putting those out until close to Memorial Day because it's just too risky. Right. And we put our, so basically I'm a month ahead of you. So my uh, potatoes are St. Patrick's Day 
And that's when I plant those. I plant all of my other cold weather stuff at the end of February. And then for tomatoes, I'll start them beginning of March, mid-March, because they really like hot weather, just like eggplant and basil and peppers. So back to that, that's kind of, that's kind of the rule of thumb. And I thought I should give that as a shout out because several people have asked me. Also... Okay, I just have one more piece of business, and that's that I did go ahead and order the specialty mushrooms to grow. And so I ordered shiitake, and I'll be honest, I don't remember what the other one was. But now we can move on to new business. And what are we going to talk about? It's February, and we've gotten through the Super Bowl, so and we don't have to talk about the Super Bowl. Because, you know, we don't... Yeah, because I didn't watch one bit of it. I did because my husband wanted to see it, and really, I just like the commercials. I I like football, but I wasn't excited about either team this year, so I just watched it for that, and it turned out to be a defensive battle, so it was really boring. Bill didn't think so, but I thought so. Uh. Anyway, yuck. Um, so we've moved on from there, but one thing you and I do like to do is... Watch movies. We like to go to the movies. And so we decided to do a whole episode on plants go to the movies. Because what is in February? The Oscars at the end of the month. And even though none of these will win an Oscar because nobody understands plants except for plant people, they don't take it seriously, we are going to say plants go to the movies. So you want to go first? Yes. So at the height of the polar vortex last week... I watched 84 Charing Cross Road, which really, you want to know how it relates to gardening? (laughs) Yeah, because I think this might be a stretch. It's about a bookstore, because I've seen the movie and read the book, and so have you. But go ahead, do tell. So, um, Helene Hamp, who's the main character in the movie, played by Anne Bancroft, is disgusted because she cannot find the original books of English literature. And so she starts a correspondence with a... Um, bookseller in England, Frank Doyle, Dole, Frank Dole, I think. Anyway, he's played by um, Anthony Hopkins. Who we love. <laughs> yes. Got me to thinking that when it comes to my old gardening books, I despise terrible reprints, and I'm always seeking for the original books. Yes, you have quite the collection, which we discussed uh, episode before last, some of them. Yes. But anyway, the whole point would be that I totally got why she wanted to have the original books and I always am seeking out the original books and holding them on my hands and sometimes you'll find they've tucked a leaf in there or a feather or something a pressed flower and that always gives me a big thrill so I enjoyed watching that they tuck in a little treasure yes yes I like little treasures too so you watched it instead of buying seeds you watched 84 Charing Cross Road again yes For the umpteenth time. I can't blame you for that. Okay, so let's start out with, on our plants go to the movies, I think we should have probably done a category called plants that are Oscar worthy, plant movies that are Oscar worthy. Maybe we can do that at the end. But first of all, plants as main stars. We're going to give some movies of those. One comes to mind immediately, even though it's one of my least favorite plant movies. Little Shop of Horrors, and I've never actually seen it all the way through. Feed Me Seymour. Yeah, it's um, it's okay. Not my favorite movie ever, but yes, a main plant is, I think it's a Venus flytrap, if I remember right, but I might be wrong. Yes. Is it, isn't it a Venus flytrap? I a think giant so. one? Anyway, let's move on, because I don't like plants that eat. P- 
people or in well insect eating plants that kind of grosses me out so the second one that would come to mind would be the secret garden which i love love the book love the movie love 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 all the mini series that have been made (laughs) aren't there multiple movies out for the secret garden old ones new ones in between ones yes it's a little bit like Little Women in that it's been remade several times. Just like there's lots of different books. There are picture books of The Secret Garden. There's the actual one um, by, isn't it Frances Hodgson Burnett? Am yes. I getting that right? Yes. Okay, good. Because I was afraid I got her mixed up with some other person I like to read from a long time ago. Who also wrote The Little Princess, which is another really good book too. You know that she wrote the book... Because she was kind of depressed. Did you know that? I did not know that. I actually have a biography of that author around here, and I got sort of through it. And you always thought she was British. She's from Tennessee or someplace like that. Yeah, she's an American. But she had either had a bad love affair. Now, I'm doing this all from memory, and because I'm uh, of a certain age, my memory is not as good as it once was. But this is what I remember about it. She had had a love affair, and it hadn't gone well And she was really, really sad about it. And so she sat down and wrote The Secret Garden, which it makes sense, right? Because the garden is looks dead, but it's not dead. And all it takes is a little love and it brings it back to life. And actually, it became an extremely popular book and has remained so. So that's pretty cool. It is. And then there are some more modern ones. Um, I absolutely loved last year or the year before, and you haven't seen this yet, A Little Chaos. A Little Chaos is about Versailles, and um, it's, a, it's a, a fictionalized because there's a woman landscape designer in it, which the idea that there would be a woman landscape designer asked to work on Versailles in the seven, early 1700s is probably not going to happen. But it's a, great, it's a great little romp, and it's all about the dancing stage that's in the middle of Versailles. And I've been to Versailles although it was raining cats and dogs when I was there and I didn't get to go very far out into Versailles. Oh, the gardens. It was pretty amazing. So anything that is set in Versailles, I'm pretty excited about. So everyone should watch A Little Chaos. If you do want to watch it, you have to watch it on YouTube. That's the only place I found it, or I found it on Amazon Prime. But it's really, really good. And also it talks about the famous pear hybridizer who was the gardener for Louis the Fourteenth, And he's known for creating a lot of the modern, I mean, well, the historic versions of the modern pear. Anyway, he was all obsessed with pears. Okay, your turn. I've just added that one to my list. You got to watch it. It's good. So there's another movie called The Garden, and I haven't watched this one. And so you gave me some notes on it, but... Um, it's... <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but it looks totally weird. Don't watch it. We do not recommend it. We have not seen it. No, because he falls in love with some angel. He finds true love with an angel and has a new free life. It seems like the whole world is full of new free life lately. We don't need to watch anything about it. But you watched the next one, didn't you, on our list? Yes. This next one's called The Bouquet, and the subtitle is Every Dream Deserves a Chance to Grow. And this is kind of a story about two sisters that are sort of estranged from one another. And they ended up going back to their parents' home and their parents run a florist shop. And it's the old story of neither one was ever going to be in the family business. And they come back home because of a tragic turn of events. And they end up uh, falling in love with the floral business. The one does. The, the super high achiever slows down of and course. becomes a florist. 
It almost sounds like a Hallmark movie. Honest to goodness, don't, I mean, almost every, um, you know, women's fiction, in quotes, that you pick up these days, don't they all start out with estranged sisters have to go back because something tragic happens, you know, either one of the parents got sick or whatever. I mean, it seems like every Southern novel has that, but you said this movie is pretty good. It's decent. I mean, if it's raining and you got nothing better to do, I would let I would go ahead and watch that. And I have it on DVD. I don't know where else you'd get it, but I somebody recommended it, so that's what I got. Cool. So after that, we thought about what if a plant or a movie were it was for up for supporting actors because see, you know, the plants are actors too. Yes. So plant as a main character, plant as a supporting actor. Well, the first one we both thought of was... Places in the Heart with Cotton. I love Places in the Heart. I love that movie. I've seen it about, I don't know, 10 times. And um, I love it for so many reasons, but the cotton... They really got the cotton part of it down. Cotton plays a huge part in this movie. It is definitely a supporting actor. And when she cuts her finger on the cotton bowl... Remember that part? Yes, I do. She's not really a cotton farmer, but her husband dies. And so she and her motley crew of people, the two people who care about her, um, they help her harvest her cotton crop. And she's never harvested before, and it cuts the snot out of her finger. Ow. Right. And then when when I've been out mowing the grass and I come back inside and I'm all sweaty, I always say, I'm sweating like Sally Fields in places of the heart. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) It's a hot movie. Um, well, she's in the South, and the yes. South is hot. Okay, so the next one I thought of was It's Complicated, which was the Meryl Streep movie with, was it Alex Baldwin? Alec Baldwin? Yeah, Alec Baldwin. I don't know. It's more about the vegetable garden for me. That wins the <laughs> Oscar for best fake but most beautiful vegetable garden you've ever seen. Yeah, where they taped the tomatoes onto the vine. I have never seen better tomatoes than those fake tomatoes in that veggie garden. And if I remember right, everything is totally out of season. Like, they have a whole bunch of stuff growing at the same time, hot weather vegetables and cold weather. It made me laugh right. out loud in the theater, but I don't think they meant it to be funny. <laughs> But it's like, that's the way people picture, you know, if everything goes right in the garden, everything's ready for once, and you saunter out there with your cute little basket, and you pick a tomato, and a little bunch of lettuce, and some green beans, and you're ready to go, and it doesn't happen that way. Because, no, it never happens that way. Meryl Streep is, she's a chef in this movie, so of course she has the perfect vegetable garden. And then you've seen the next movie, I have not seen it, Dennis the Menace. So Dennis, Dennis the Menace movie, uh, I think it was Walter Matthau, and I forget who played the Dennis, but... Walter Matthau has one of these, um, Mr. Wilson, has one of those plants that blooms only at night, and it only blooms like once, and you have to go out and watch it bloom. I've got a night blooming cirruses like that. You can see the flower bud opening, and then it closes and it's done. So he's finally, after all these years, his plant's going to bloom, and he's got it set out on his driveway, and his entire garden garden club comes over. It's his crowning glory moment. And he has one of those garage doors that flips up and out, which they don't have oh, I those remember around those. here. Yeah. Yeah. And so Dennis the Menace, for whatever reason, is in the garage, and he just hovers over that, and he hits the button, 
And so that garage door flips up and out and takes that plant and hurls it into the air and smashes it to the ground. It was tragic in a way for the plant. It is. Well, it was tragic for everybody. I think it was tragic for him as a gardener because he was waiting for it to bloom. And, of course, Dennis screws it up because that's what Dennis does. It was a comedic moment other than the plant died. See, I think that's kind of like tragic. It doesn't, you know. Well, you know, there's a fine line between tragedy and comedy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay, so what's next on our, on our ideas? So the next movie is The Martian. The Martian has plants in it? Yeah, remember he was starving and he figured out how to grow potatoes oh. in, <laughs> in human poop? I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking of The Martian, the TV series. No, The Martian, the movie. Yes, he grew potatoes in his own poop, or their poop. Yes. It's kind of gross, but it worked. Right. So (laughs) if you're ever stranded on Mars, let's hope you have some potato spuds. Yeah, but remember, they freeze. So it's a little complicated in that one. So I have some really, on our next one, moving right along away from poop, because I just, that's kind of gross. Right. Let's talk about Mrs. Miniver, because Mrs. Miniver is interesting because it's about World War well, it says in this one, yeah, it's, it's about World War II. And what's interesting about it is that she is tending her rose garden while her husband is participating in the evacuation at Dunkirk. Here's the thing. I would watch anything with Greer Garson because I just love Greer Garson. And she won an Oscar for this movie. Also, I learned a bit of trivia this week when we decided to profile this one. Want to hear about it? Yes, I do. They named, after MGM released Mrs. Miniver, um, that moment where she disarms a German airman hiding in her garden and slaps him in the face, all exciting, right? Very Downton Abbey-esque. It was a huge hit, and so they created, Jackson and Perkins created a rose in connection with the movie. Did you know that? I did not know that. I bet the rose is called Mrs. Miniver. It was, and it was a hybrid tea, of course, because that was the time of hybrid teas. And it was bred by Cesar Chambard, who was a leading rose breeder of the day. And the flowers were scarlet with a darker reverse, and they were very large and very fragrant. And they had flushes. It says that they were produced throughout the season, but in Oklahoma, there is no rose season in the summer. It's too dang hot. However... Mrs. Miniver almost vanished. Did you know that? No. Yes, the it rose almost vanished. Or the rose no. The rose? Well, Greg Garson eventually died, I think. But, but the rose. The rose eventually almost got away, okay? So this person decided to try to tack it, track it down. And in 2014, they went and talked to Becky Hook, of La Roserie du Désert, a nursery in southwest France specializing in old roses. She's considered the Sherlock Holmes of the rose world. Anyway, she traced it to a collection in East Germany. And Mrs. Miniver was no longer in there, but now they have one last surviving plant in a private garden in another part of Germany. So they've been trying to get a British um, grower to repatriate it and create it and all that stuff again. And so um, I'm looking at this article just to see if they actually did it. So they do it for individual clients. So they're hoping that they will get... Mrs. Miniver completely redone, but they did they did get it 
redone for him. And so he it actually bloomed for him on June 4th, 2017, the exact anniversary of the film's release in 1942. Isn't that exciting? That is very interesting. And I'm going to confess that I haven't seen Mrs. Miniver, and I now have it on my list, and I hope it's available, D, because I need to watch it now. Well, I'm sure you can watch it on TCM because that's where I've seen it before. Okay, I'll look for it. Anyway, I know that was kind of a long story, but since it tied in with an actual rose, I thought it was pretty exciting. So before we move on to our next exciting category, go through the other plants as supporting cast. Go through those quickly. Okay, we'll go through them quickly. Much Ado About Nothing, They Have a Picnic in the Garden. That's a wonderful movie. Under the Tuscan Sun has a lot of different landscapes in it. Beautiful movie. Yeah, beautiful movie, beautiful book, fun to watch. Uh, Cold Comfort Farm, not so much fun to watch. A bunch of weirdos at a farm and this lady, but it is a very funny movie if you like quirky. Uh, Green Card. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I like quirky. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, but you told me it was weird the other day, and I was like, yeah, of course it was weird. That's the point. But I still liked it. Oh, I liked it, too. I just wouldn't want to live with those people, would you? No. No. There's a normal, normal narrator, normal main character. Okay. And then you told me to do this fast. I'm doing it fast. (laughs) Green card, which is an apartment with a conservatory. I have not seen that one, but it has Gerard Depardieu in it. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I would see it for the apartment with the conservatory. Yeah, I would too. Probably not for Gerard. Uh, Phenomenon. Haven't seen that one. I've seen that one. John Travolta has this, something happens and he becomes like this super intelligent guy. And he ends up with this uh, experimental vegetable garden that just, he's in it all the time. And it's really kind of a cool garden. And then I listed Field of Dreams because if it weren't for that cornfield, he would have never created the baseball field. And then, of course, there's Big Fish, which has the huge daffodil field. So it definitely fits. Out of those, which is your favorite? I haven't seen that one. I have to think about that one. Oh, you need to see Big Fish. It has um, oh, it has very famous actors in it. I can't think of their names right now. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, I haven't seen all the ones in Plants and Gardens as supporting actors. So right now, I'd have to say uh, that I got to go watch. But I liked Under the Tuscan Sun. It's beautiful with the landscape. It is beautiful. It's just gorgeous. In fact. Okay, so um, what's our next category? Our next category is movies about gardeners and landscape designers. Okay, so in those, I guess a little chaos could also fit, but unfortunately I put it in the other category. Um, What about these two that you like, Green Fingers? Well, Green Fingers is, uh, these are both, it's a British movie, And it's about some prisoners that are on sort of a work release program with horticulture. And they end up being putting together a show for the big flower show, um, putting together a garden and winning, um, competing for England's highest flower show award. So it's it's about these these, uh, convicts coming out and putting together a great garden and competing against all these other people. So wasn't that actually based on a true story? Um, Or am I just getting that from somewhere? I thought it was, but I don't know. You know, I don't know. It doesn't say based on a true story. It says it's one of the most delightful film in years. Well, I'll have to watch it then. 
And if you don't have it or can't find it, I can, I can mail you the DVD and then you mail it back. It would be like a Netflix, personal Netflix. We could do that, except for I hate the post office, but that's another story. Okay, Saving Grace is our next movie. Have you seen this one? No. Oh, Brenda uh, Blythe, Blithen, Brenda Blithen, is that how you say it? I don't know. And Craig Ferguson. Um, And this is about a woman whose husband um, makes her a widow. He accidentally jumps out of an airplane without a parachute. And so she's trying to figure out how to make money (laughs) to avoid having to sell off her estate. And her okay, stop, stop, stop. Right there, stop right there. A man decides to jump out of an airplane without a parachute? That's hilarious. Says, or sad. When her husband jumped out of a plane without a parachute, Grace Trevithan <laughs> knew life would get tough. But she didn't yeah, know how Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, <laughs> she's trying to figure out how to make money because she has a lot of debt and creditors. And so the manor's caretaker, Matthew, comes up with the idea that she would put her green thumb to use, helping him grow a very lucrative cash crop, uh, though highly illegal. Oh, they're growing (laughs) pot. And it's funny because he takes her out to the woods where he's been trying to grow the pot in the shade. Yeah, we know that doesn't work. It says, I need your help. And she has some, to me, a famous line that says, you know, after she thinks about, well, this is illegal, she finally says, they're plants. I'm a gardener. I have to save them. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That is so funny. She just goes straight into that. Well, I had several thoughts about that. First of all, when you were reading the little part about horticultural crop, blah, 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 I thought, oh, well, it has to be pot because I couldn't think of any other horticultural crop. Not even Sally Fields cotton in places in the heart that was going to make you much money, you know. So that one sounds funny, actually. I might I might watch that. It is funny, and it says a real high with laughs to spare. Of course, it does. Okay, so let's move on to our next category: famous movie scenes. And the first one is Notting Hill, and it's a communal garden break-in. And so I went and found it on YouTube because I've seen the movie twice, but I, I didn't remember the part about the communal garden break-in. Did you? No, I'll have to go back and look at it. Well, I looked at it for us, and um, basically, he was Julia Roberts. Uh, okay, so who's the male lead in that? He's real cute. I can't think of his name. That's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Thank you. Hugh Grant, and they're walking along, and he's telling her about these communal gardens. And she said, well, let's go inside. And he goes, we can't go inside. They're private gardens. And she goes, well, do you never break the rules kind of thing? Because, of course, this being a witty little film, of course, the American wants to break the rules. And the English person is like, no, we can't do that, which I know English people. You know English bloggers. They're rule breakers. Yes. They are brave. (laughs) So I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah, okay. But it's always this way in movies. It's sort of like the fake gardens. Anyway, he tried to prove his love for her. He tries to climb over the fence. Well, you know, it's always more dangerous for a guy to try to climb over a fence than a girl. That's all Uh I'm saying, right? So So eventually she clambers over the fence like the little wily nymph she is. And then he eventually, I think she opens the gate for him or something. And so it's pretty cute. It's a cute little thing. It's when they first decide they really like each other. All right. So the next one, I love the next movie. Yes. Miss Potter with Renee Zellweger. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Zellweger. 
mm-hmm. Zellweger, and Evan McGregor. I love Ms. Potter. It's one of my very favorite movies about gardening, favorite authors, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And they have the whole Lake District in England is featured, and obviously it's very beautiful. Um, the one thing is when they show her house, there are a couple of scenes that the flowers look kind of fake. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they we'll do. give them. They look very fake, uh, but it's still a great movie. And if you're any fan of of little bunnies and mice running around the garden and and uh, Beatrix Potter, you definitely want to see that movie. Yeah, if you if you ever read to your kids or your nieces and nephews or anything, any of those wonderful stories about Peter Rabbit and Mr. McGregor and his garden, I always feel a little sorry for Mr. McGregor. By the way, even if he is kind of murderous, um, Ms. Potter is a wonderful deal. And if it weren't for Ms. Potter. Um, we would not have the Lake District today to enjoy. And that's one of the places I want to go. Not this year, but maybe in two years. Okay, Garden Movies. Speaking of We Folk and Peter Rabbit, Garden Movies for We Folk is our next category. And guess what's first? Peter Rabbit movie. Peter Rabbit movie. Very sweet, very fun. Um, Also, there's a whole series of short movies that were produced by the British for kids and they're on tape and they may actually be on DVD now. I know you can probably find them on uh, YouTube if nowhere else. And they're all Peter Rabbit too. And they always start with Ms. Potter drawing, you know, writing a letter to her nephew and drawing pictures. And then the actual cartoon starts precious, but Peter Rabbit movie is a later production. Yes. And then there's uh, Nomeo and Juliet and Sherlock Gnomes. I've, I don't have little kids, so I haven't seen that movie. Have you seen those movies? I had little kids. Those came out after my kids were no longer little, and and I don't like gnomes. I hate gnomes. So I'm never going to go see a Gnomeo and Juliet or a Sherlock gnomes. It's not going to happen. I don't like them. They creep me out. So if we're to give an honest review, it's up to me to go f- seek them out. Yeah, because I'm not seeing them. Gnomes creep me out. I think they got little All knives right. and they're going to stab you. We've talked about it. that before. <laughs> I get it. So Wally, you said was a gardening movie, and I'm like, I, I saw Wally, but I I can't relate you it to forgot. gardening somehow. Oh yeah, it's a gardening movie. Wally falls in love with Eve, the robot. Eve, the mother of all civilization. In this case, plant civilization, and they find a small plant. And if I remember right, Wally puts it inside Eve's little like panel. And they nurture the plant, and the whole movie is about trying to save the one living thing that's on Earth because, of course, human beings have destroyed it. Because in all movies, human beings destroy everything. So there's that one. I didn't like Wally that much. I thought it was kind of boring. Did you see? You didn't see Wally, right? No. Well, I attempted to see Wally, but I fell asleep in the theater watching Wally. Exactly. I love their movies, um, the company who puts out Wally and several other movies, but I thought Wally was a, a big snore. Okay, Fern Gully, which I have not seen, but it's about the rainforest. I have not seen it, so we'll have to move on, and maybe one of our listeners can send us an email if Fern Gully is worth listening to. Well, I've heard Fern Gully is really good, and I've also heard that um, that famous movie, was it Avatar. Wasn't the Avatar the adult version? And supposedly they stole a bunch from Fern Gully. But 
Whatever. I'm not here to say they did or didn't. And then we move on to Wallace and Gromit, which I love Wallace and Gromit. And there's several Wallace and Gromits. Um, There's a bunch of different ones out there. There's always a garden involved because, well, it's in England. And thank God for the English. Next. Well, the next movie, um, it's not, I guess it's for wee folk, older wee folk. And that would be, one has to watch the Harry Potter movies in order to see Professor Sprout and the kids trying to um, transplant the mandrakes with the earmuffs over their ears so that they don't um, die from the sound that it makes when they pull it out of the pot. Yeah, and that all comes from historical stuff because mandrakes have a root that looks a little bit like a human being, that's right? That's right. And so that's where they got where she got this great idea to make the mandrakes scream when you pulled them out of the um, out of the soil which made me kind of giggle. Um, but they scream pretty loud in the movie. And then there's also gilly flowers. Is that how you say it? Is it gilly flower? Gilly or jilly, yeah, whichever one. And I don't remember that part of the movie at all about the gilly flowers, except for don't they make a potion with them and someone drinks it? But I don't remember what it does to they them. They make a potion with it, and when Harry Potter drinks it, he is able to um, go underwater and oh, sw- yeah. swim for a long time without needing to uh, breathe. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. So very cute, very cute ideas about using plants in movies. So we'd love to hear from our, those are the ones that we came up with when we looked, did a pretty exhaustive search. Um, we'd love to hear from our listeners of ones that they think would fit in these categories. So again, the categories are Plants as main stars, plants and gardens as supporting actors, movies about gardeners and landscape designers. So I guess that would be gardeners and landscape designers. Um, And then famous movie scenes, garden movies for we folk. So those were our ideas because it is the month of Oscar. And out of those movies, so plants as main stars, I would have to go with the Oscar goes to the secret garden. What would you say? I would agree. I would agree with that. I mean, really, the secret garden is a main star. And the whole idea of a garden coming back to life after being dormant because no one's cared for it, well, that just touches my heart. So what would you choose under plants and gardens as supporting actors? Plants and gardens as supporting actors. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've seen enough of them. Oh, well, I guess that would make it hard. I would vote for, I'm going to just vote for Mrs. Miniver because it's a sentimental favorite. I'd want to see that one. You should see it. It's good. And then, um, of course, Ms. Potter has to win famous movie scene because it really is. And then as for We Folk, of all those movies, my favorite one would be Wallace and Gromit. But I know there were other movies, too, and I haven't seen Fern Gully, so it's probably not fair. Maybe we should see all the movies. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that the Academy has seen all the movies they vote for? No, I don't. I don't think they do that. I think there's a lot of um, just voting for someone because they want them to win. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. We missed a couple of them. I want to give a shout-out to Neville Longbottom of Harry Potter, who... Uh, ends up becoming the next herbology professor at Hogwarts, and he's the one that actually slays Voldemort at the end. So shout out to that. You just gave it away. 
You what? just gave away the ending to Harry Potter. <laughs> Don't you think everybody's okay, seen it by now? If we have young listeners, just skip that part. Um, yeah, well, maybe they have. And then plants as superheroes. How about Groot of Guardians of the Galaxy? <gasps> oh, my favorite, favorite plant character of all time. I love Groot. I love Groot. Mm-hmm. I think he's my favorite. If you have to have a uh, plants as superheroes, can we call Groot a superhero? He's definitely a superhero, and I'm not going to give it away. But yeah. he's a superhero in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay. Well, I. Sorry, uh, we, we're saying at the end, hey, we might have a couple of spoilers in here, but <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes, D. There you go. Put it in the show notes. There might be spoilers. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. So do you have anything else for us today? Anything you're going to do this week? I do not have anything else. Uh, this week is all about, uh, I'm actually working on my third book of humor, as you know, and this week is all about finalizing a bunch of edits so that we can get that thing published. So more on that in a couple of I'm weeks. I'm going to write a blog post this week because it's been three weeks. It's time. Time to write a blog post. Yes. I'll think of something. There you go. So for readers who don't know, Dee's blog is reddirtramblings at gmail, uh, reddirtramblings.com and my blog is maydreamsgardens.com. We both try to post as often as we can. But uh, email us at thegardenangelus at gmail.com. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can find us as The Garden Angelist on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yay. And that's all I got. I think that's it. That's it for today. Hey, stay warm in case it gets cold there again. Actually, I think for now it's going to be stay dry. Oh, stay dry. Yeah, we're getting rain later in the forecast, too. Tonight's supposed to be kind of chilly, and then it kind of warms up, and then it rains, and we get a cold front. But that's, you know, that's this week, and they couldn't even get today's right. So who knows what's going to happen? It's late winter in Oklahoma. There you go. Well, I will talk to you next week. Same time, same station. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.